morning and welcome to another episode of BC Spirits. Um, I just sort of went through my collection of whiskeys and I was like, oh, I really should do a whiskey episode because I've only done one whiskey episode and that was with West a couple of months ago. Uh, I'm really glad to be back. Thanks everybody for the support of BC Spirits. So I went through my collection and I picked out eight whiskeys that I, I want to sort of showcase today. Um, I kind of feel this might bite me in the, in the ass a little bit because eight whiskeys on a Sunday when I'm taping at... 12 o'clock in the afternoon, um, I feel it could be a lot, um, and I've still got work to do. So, but we're going to crack into it. Now, what's really exciting about whiskey in BC right now is that we've had a we have a cocktail culture now, sorry, a spirit culture now, um, that has finally matured. Uh, now, with whiskey having to be aged for three years uh, in Canada, um, we've had a lot of single malts come out, we've had a few weirder whiskeys come out. Um, I've got a couple of whiskeys that are truly Canadian, which I absolutely love, um, that people are using the, the rules for Canadian whiskey for good and not evil. Um, so, but now that everything's matured a lot, uh, and we've passed that point where we have whiskey that's been on the wood for long enough, um, now we are having some great whiskeys being released. So, let's kick it off straight away. Um, I'm going to start off easy, one of the very first single malts available in BC, which was the wonderful uh, Laird of Fintry um, single malt. This came out years ago. I remember being part of the uh, the lottery they have every year uh, when I was still at Clive. So 2020, uh, 2013 when I opened up Little Jumbo. Um, so this one's been around for a long time, but it's really starting to get its freaking like legs now. And it's really starting to work out. I got this while I did the tour of Okanagan Spirits in Vernon a couple of months ago when I was in Okanagan. I'm back in the Okanagan. Uh, last week, well, when this gets pushed, it's going to be last week. So I'm looking forward to doing a lot of stuff in the Okanagan again. Oh. And the Laird of Fintry is just chasing after, like, a solid BC expression of a good single malt from Scotland. And I'm not going to get into the, the rabbit hole that is whiskey from Scotland, uh, or whiskey in general. Um, really just about the flavor profile. Um, one of my favorite little ones that they've got is the Rum Barrel Finished. So rum barrel finish, uh, letter fintry. Um, I got this in a little mix pack. The rum barrel finish is epic. I'm a, I'm a big fan of rum, uh, wine finishes, that sort of thing. Massive fan. Oh, forty-two percent. It gives that letter fintry a little bit of sweetness, a little spice, a little nice like kick. Um, give it a zing. Go down to the, the distilleries if you're in the Okanagan and get the mix pack. It's the classic letter fintry, the rum barrel finish, as well as the cast strength. I'm not doing the cast strength today because, as you heard from the very start of the episode, doing eight whiskeys at, uh, on a Sunday afternoon is excessive for anybody, um, especially how fast I bang through these. So, next up is sort of a mainstay. You see this in all the BC liquor stores and Lowen McKinnon out of Central City. Um, they just do a fantastic job with the whiskey. Um, I really love the finishes they do. They do a lot of ex uh, experimentation. And so, their classic Lord McKinnon reminds me very much of a Lowland whiskey. So, a Lowland uh, Scotch whiskey. Super floral, um, cut grass, flowers, that sort of thing. Like bright orange, like a little bit of cocoa there, but nothing too crazy. It really is like a really good flagship 
entry-level whiskey that they can, they're bottling and making a lot of. It's not going to boot around anyone, because uh, a lot of people who say they don't like whiskey haven't tried good whiskey. Uh, some dick at a, a um, frat party when they were 18, 19 years old gave them Ardbeg Oogadel, and everybody's like, oh, I don't like whiskey because it's smoky. Like, whiskey's not smoky all the time. So, oh, Lauren McKinnon. It's just that orange wine and cocoa just gets you right on the palate. Um, next up is a uh, first time uh, call, long time listener for Wyatt from Legend Distilling. Um, this got laid down in 2015. Uh, only 1,400 bottles of this one, so you can tell it's very, very small production. Legend has been doing some great stuff. I've worked with them before with work. I know that the guys there really, really want to do whiskey long-term. I think a lot of distillers in BC really want to do whiskey long-term. Um, gin pays the bills, uh, but the, the whiskey is definitely something that you're going to see a ton of whiskey in the next 18 months, two years. I guarantee 80% of distilleries in BC will be banging out whiskey. And fingers crossed, hopefully, not just single malts, uh, which we're, not, we're going to get past today, but some blends, some uh, Canadian forward style, some rise, that sort of thing. The white automatically, lots of vanilla, tons and tons of vanilla, like really, really rounded barrel profile. Um, and the whiskey just like takes everything from the barrel and just like lumps it into a bag on its back. And you really gain a really fantastic flavor profile um, of that dry cocoa, heavy vanilla, almost like puffy cloud vanilla, not like uh, stringent or anything like that. It's very, very boisterous and it's there and the whiskey balances everything else off um great little number for the their first time try awesome awesome try um next up another one these guys are starting to get some uh solid traction arbutus up in nanaimo um i know that they just did a double barrel which i'm really looking forward to tasting but this is their classic entry-level canadian uh single malt um i think they have another bottle on this one too uh, yeah, only 500 bottles made of this one. So, a lot of these producers, um, Okanagan Spruce has been around long enough, Lauren McKinnon has the capacity. A lot of these producers only make X amount of bottles because they only have X amount of space. Um, really, when you think about it, like a barrel is a big area, a big volume of area to uh, to keep for two to five to six to seven to eight years. And so, just the size of a rick house and pure real estate is difficult to tell. If you want to see the use of crazy real estate go to either Stillhead on the island or Divine. Both of them have massive rickhouses, but they've figured out a way to keep building on their rickhouse. So they're Canadian single malt. Oh. Copper pot and column, three years in ex bourbon, non chill filtered, natural color, pear, chocolate, vanilla. 100%. The great thing I love about, especially these th three, is that they're chasing like a, Lauren McKinnon I think is a definitely like a, a more floral, like classic lowland or like lower highland style. These guys are definitely chasing that more highland space side style. No real smoke, but it's definitely like that chocolates, vanillas, like bright fruit flavors, that sort of stuff. Um, great little single malt section. Now, I have got a single malt at the very end, but I'll explain to you why that's at the end. Next up, I've got two weird whiskies. Weird in a good way. Um, both distilleries are using much different uh, grains and profiles in their thing. 
all usually BC, all mostly island grown, which is really, really great. So take um, this one's a small batch four. Uh, I don't have a bottle number. So this one, the ancient grains, it's a mixture of BC barley, spelt, ima, corazan, and oin corn. So all ancient grains grown here on the island. Um, and it's just fantastic that they're doing this. They're doing it in quarter casts as well, which is just super, super geeky for Divine. So this is Divine's, I'll show you, actually, should show you before I pour it. So Divine's Ancient Grains. Um, this is breaking the mold for what whiskey and BC should be. Uh, I think they're exploring outside the normal barley, corn, uh, wheat, so on and so forth. Trying new things. Being quarter cask age, it ages a little bit quicker, more surface area. I love this whiskey. I think it's a fantastic little uh, expression of geekism in whiskey in its perfect sense. Oh, you get the barrel comes through, but then you get these rye characteristics and these different characteristics you would get from a American rye bourbon sort of style. Um, again, this one is a little bit overproof as well, it's 45%. Um, everything's outside is 40% sort of the usual alcohol content. The ancient grains just really, really showcase really nicely in a way that you can't really put it into any box because the whiskey itself shouldn't be boxed or like tagged into anything. Um, get yourself a bottle, I think Strath has some car strength, which I'd love to get my hands on, um, but I love... I love the fact that uh, Ken and the guys at um, Divine are just trying out grains that we grow here on the island. And another geekism is Jason McIsaac from Sheringham, his Red Fife. So Red Fife is a whiskey that is um, prolific. Well, Red, Red Fife as a grain is prolific here on the island. Uh, it's got sort of a, a rye quality to it. Um, but he did a, a, this beautiful Red Fife uh, barley ex-bourbon barrel aged. Um, he did this up in Shirley, so the old distillery. Uh, please go check out uh, the new Sheringham distillery in Souk proper. It is awesome. Oh, hell, I remember tasting this whiskey years and years and years ago when it was just starting to get like six, 12 months on the, on the barrel and automatically gives you this sort of beautiful or oh, almost cereally sort of spicy rye notes um, that you wouldn't expect from it but I'm really hoping more distillers especially here on the island hit up some red fife growers and do some red fife whiskey because I think that if we're talking about like terroir specific whiskeys for Vancouver Island I think red fife and what the guys at Divine are doing is setting apart what Vancouver Island does for to anybody else. So, um, I'm really hoping that the, the geekism, and I call it geekism in a good way, uh, really explores more grains, distills them, sees how they, they age, see how they taste, come off the still. Um, but I love the fact that these are the geekisms. Um, last one up. Okay, so I got this, uh, Jacob sent this to me from uh, Shelter Point. Shelter Point has been one of, if not the biggest uh, supporters of BC Spirits since the get-go, and I thank them all for their support. Now... I don't love smoky whiskies. Um, I have a bad habit of sleepwalking if I drink smoky whiskies before I go to bed. Um, so smoky whiskies is something I don't necessarily gravitate towards, but I know there's a lot of smokeheads out there. This is their smoke point. 
whiskey. And so they do 100% barley, um, grown here in BC. And then I think for this one, for this one, they smoked a little bit of barley. It's not overly smoky. It's not peaty in your face. It's definitely a different style of smoke. And if you remember, like, we're not in Isla. If we have peat here, which we do here on the Vancouver Island, the peat is very, very different um, to what it is on Isla because it's all the decomposed uh, organics. And so it gives you a different flavor profile. This one I tasted the other night because I saw Mr. Dub Glass himself, Steve Lee, uh, posted something. Devin Kurgamo posted something. I was like, man, this bottle's sealed on my desk. I'm not touching it yet because uh, I want to do it for this. I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to taste it. On the nose, when you start talking about smoke, this is a whole different category and a whole different video, but smoke is something that should be like campfire smoke, uh, uh, barbecue smoke, like the barbecue smoking meat sort of feel. Um, I get a lot of smoke coming out of a chimney on like a cold winter morning. That's mainly because when I was growing up, ran up cows in the middle of winter, the smoke coming out of the chimney just like has a different smell. And so... On the nose, it's very, very pleasant. It's not too aggressive. It's a little bit like uh, River Rocks getting smashed together, a little flintiness. Oh, but then that smoke comes through and it's definitely like a campfire on the side of a river rock. Flinty, um, uh, dry wood, that sort of feel. It's very, very clean, very reminiscent of your classic Isla styles. But I left this last because it is smoke and it's going to kill my palate for anything else. But that was a great finish. Like, congratulations, guys, at Shelter Point. Actually, congratulations to everybody who I tasted today. You've made really great whiskey, and I'm really looking forward to the next 18 months, two years of whiskey uh, production and releases for BC because I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, but that's the end of the episode. Uh, eight single malts. Or eight whiskeys in a in a space of like uh, fifteen minutes it is aggressive for anybody to take. But go ahead and support your local distilleries. If you're a whiskey drinker, take the risk, take the hit, buy a bottle of BC uh, whiskey. You're gonna not regret it. Trust me. Um, if you want to check out Wyatt or the um, Arbutus Wood of Vine, I don't think Sheringham has any Red Fife left. But you can always give them a call. Reach out to the distilleries that we're talking about today. Hit them up, see if they've got any whiskey left, buy it. Shelter Point, uh, Okanagan Spirits, everyone has some great whiskeys. So enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Please, please, please go out and get some BC Spirit swag, the drink local. We have tons of designs. Please check them out. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, this sort of thing, like swag and those sort of things, fund my little passion project. Um, so please, please, please go out, have a great week, get some whiskey in here, and uh, I'll chat to you next week. Bye.